0: what's going on people and welcome to the blockchain enterprises podcast the aim of our podcast is to show you how anyone can start a business find their dream job or develop a revenue stream in the emerging blockchain industry most if not all of our guests started with just an idea a few hundred dollars and a twitter account before we meet today's guest here's a quick word from our sponsors This episode is brought to you in assistance with our sponsors, Crypto.com and Crypto Jobs Daily. Crypto.com is a well-established platform and their mobile app offers the following features. A built-in exchange that lets you buy and sell seven fiat and over 50 cryptocurrencies, a tiered debit card that allows users to earn crypto cashback, and so much more, including their free for free promotion. Our second sponsor is CryptoJobs Daily, the number one place to find work in the blockchain industry. Users can connect with companies hiring in a few clicks and find their dream job today. For more information about both projects, you can click on the link in the description below. On this episode, we're joined by Joshua, the founder at The Thai. The TIE is a premier provider of alternative data for digital assets. They offer trusted and transparent data solutions, powering the leading cryptocurrency institutional investors and market participants. So let's go ahead and speak with Joshua. Yo, what's going on people? And welcome back to the Blockchain Enterprises podcast. Today we're joined by Josh from The TIE, Thank you for joining us. How are you, Josh? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. It's really exciting to hear about your project. So as you mentioned in the intro, you're from the team at the Thai. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how this came about and what your role is there?
1: Yeah, sure. So I was working in post-trade settlement technology at a, one of the largest mid-back office financial technology companies called ss Technologies, um, which is A 20 billion dollar company that nobody's ever heard of because the job and the company is about as boring as it sounds Mm -hmm. and so you know being bored at my day job you know i started to to do two things the first was i was day trading crypto and this was you know 2016 2017 when there was just a tremendous amount of volatility and opportunity in these assets and at the same time i was using sentiment data uh right you know you know kind of trying to quantify and measure the wisdom of the crowd. To, to build quantitative models uh, to predict movement of small-cap illiquid equities. So basically, you know, leveraging the wisdom of the crowd to see if I could predict the price movement of you know, smaller stocks. And so, so you know, I, at the time, you know, I, I was kind of looking, I was like, hey, wait, if, if we can use sentiment data to predict movement as part of a multi-factor model of, of stocks of you know, you know, a company like Apple, which has earnings and revenue and dividends – well in the cryptocurrency industry where where there really are no fundamentals right bitcoin doesn't have any earnings it doesn't have any revenue it doesn't have any stock splits or stock buybacks or anything else like that well then hey you know you know in you know in an asset class that's void of fundamentals sentiment is really the largest thing kind of it clicked that hey you know if 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 this this kind of technology works for equities well then it definitely should work for crypto and so i decided to partner with this company initially called social market analytics which is the leading provider of uh, sentiment data in traditional asset classes. So they provide sentiment data, uh, on, you know, traditional on equities, futures, Forex, fixed income to, you know, hedge funds around the world, ma- managing combined, you know, hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars. And so what we basically did was we spun off a separate company called the tie. I'm the CEO of the tie. Uh, we basically took all the technology that they had built to quantify sentiment, uh, over the last decade, um, you know, all the relationships and partnerships that they had. So we brought with it the only partnership that exists with Twitter and crypto. So we're an official Twitter partner and we have access to the full Twitter firehose, which is the full real time stream of a billion tweets a day. Uh, SMA is one of four financial companies globally that has access to that full stream. And so we basically brought all over all that data. And, and that's kind of how we got started in crypto. Uh, we, we've since evolved very, very significantly. But our, our initial start was basically bringing you know, a decade worth of, of technology as it relates to quantifying investor sentiment into the crypto space to basically help hedge funds, uh, specifically quantitative hedge funds, gain an edge. I
0: think I think that's a really interesting story. And as someone who's been in crypto for seven years, it's really interesting to see to see the progress of how people analyze projects and especially people like yourselves who have come from a traditional tech background and have now been able to apply traditional financial models to, you know, like, as we mentioned, you know, we can call them shit coins, potentially, you know, small cap coins. And it's how you're kind of analysing those in terms of how the differences are compared to real world that like you mentioned, you know, dividends and revenues, etc. Now, the majority of, of crypto assets are so early on and so new that they don't have these. So it's really interesting to hear your story and how you kind of ended up building the ties. So, Leads us on nicely to the next question in terms of, do you want to tell the listeners out there who are not familiar with the platform some of the features and services available?
1: Yeah, so we initially started with uh, sentiment data, uh, but as we got deeper and deeper into this market, we realized that even more fundamental than sentiment Nobody had any way of monitoring what was going on in crypto. So in the equity market, right, I was used to being able to go on a Bloomberg terminal, right? And you can see, you know, a company's earnings. You can see their revenues, their dividends, their stock splits, their stock buybacks. You can see their earnings calls, et cetera. You can, you know, in the equity world, if you want to know what a, a stock is going on with the stock, you can find it. In crypto, it's just really difficult. There was no kind of centralized repository of all that information. And so we realized there needed to be a way to track everything that was going on in the space so we spent two years trying to identify where market moving information originates uh, so for example where is the first place that an, a listing on coinbase will originate does it originate in their api does it originate in their blog does it originate on their forum does it originate in a telegram channel on their twitter and so we built technology for you know that's just one example but basically to pull in every piece of real-time market-moving information. So we parse through every single SEC filing in real-time looking for mentions of crypto. We parse through every single court case in the United States. We parse through every single regulatory ruling at both the state and federal level in the U.S. as well as globally. So, for example, we'll parse through every single regulatory ruling from the Nebraska State House looking for mentions of crypto. We'll parse through, for example, we parse through the NYDFS, which is the New York Department of Financial Services. And so an example is we were able to identify uh, the fact that PayPal had received a conditional bit license 40 minutes before there was any breaking news on that, on, you know, on that topic. So our customers were able to take advantage of that information. So broadly speaking, what we do is we go out to thousands of sources in multiple languages in real time and we've built AI technology to basically identify and isolate out what are the most critical and market moving feeds of information for our clients. So for example, our clients can query our, our software and say, hey, I wanna see every partnership announcement for these 32 tokens in my portfolio. Or I wanna see every time there's a regulatory rolling on a specific asset. Or I wanna see every time that any asset I'm trading gets listed on a major exchange. And so we have, our core product is, is this product called the SIGDEV Terminal, which can kind of be thought of as you know, you know, among the, if not the most comprehensive platform for enterprise clients to stay on top of the most critical developments in crypto and to contextualize what's going on. So our quest- our customers will come to us with questions, for example, hey, I saw the price of this asset went up by 30% today. Why did that happen? And then how can I set alerts or how can I be prepared to take advantage of that opportunity in the future? And so we service a, a wide spectrum of clients. Our clients include everything from discretionary and quantitative hedge funds to uh, exchanges to research firms we actually power all the breaking news at the two biggest crypto publications. So if you see any breaking news story in crypto that's like, hey, this regulator ruled that this or this central bank announced this digital currency, chances are that information actually comes from us first. Uh, our customers, the publication, who will then go out and push out the story. So that's kind of our core business. But we do a lot of other B2B2C uh, white labeled products. We offer APIs to customers
0: as well. I mean that's highly impressive. I mean I'm blown away by just how far you've come in such a short period of time. We talked before we started the podcast on the growth of crypto companies, and I must say that you know it's highly impressive to the services you offer and you know in terms of to your not only to your clients but also as you mentioned your ability to get to get data before everyone else and then repackage that out there to people really gives an edge over the competition. So in terms of all the stuff that you guys have put together, it's, um, we often notice that building a blockchain-based project is, is tough. What sort of challenges have you guys faced along the way? Yeah, so, I mean, we're not on a blockchain. We're not
1: a token or anything like that. Um, so we don't have any of those, uh, those challenges. Uh, I mean, our biggest challenge is, and we, we've had a few. Uh, the first is we are one of the few self-funded companies in crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we never did a, a venture round. Um, which you know obviously had its limitations, but I think was the biggest blessing that we we could have had. So there are a lot of other data companies, uh, many of which have already gone out of business, which raised four or five million dollars, in some cases up to ten million dollars, and went out and built a team of thirty. We had a, you know a loan of one hundred and fifty grand to, to when we first started this business, and and that was kind of the limitation. So you know we were we were kind of set back, and then we had to grow slow. But it also gave us an opportunity to um, you know basically, you know, throw every single dart at the dartboard mm-hmm. and wait until we find something that stuck because, you know, we could only grow when we had the revenue to do so. Mm-hmm. We couldn't just go out and hire 10 people on day one. When the company was first started, it was literally just myself. Um, and we're now up to about 13 people full time. Um, and so, you know, we've, we've kind of, you know, had had a few challenges, right? The first is, one is the, you know, when we originally set out to build the company, we set out to service cryptocurrency institutions, you know, hedge funds and the equity market with, with, you know, we were used to selling, you know, data feeds for five, 10, 20, 30, 40, you know, up to $80,000 a month. When we came to the crypto space, you know, in the, in the equity space, a client could have 40 billion in assets under management. In crypto, our clients maybe had 5 million in AUM. And so the amount of capital that they have, to invest in buying data and solutions is significantly less. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we had to pivot a, a tremendous number of times and kind of rethink who our target client was and our target audience was and rethink pricing to kind of find something that fits. So I think for us, you know, we spent the first two years of our life, you know, throwing every single dart at the wall and, and hoping that we hit a bullseye. Uh, and it, it really took, you know, two years of, of throwing darts until we finally started, you know, to get closer and closer to that bullseye um, and, and so i think our biggest challenge was really trying to find product market fit but i think that's the challenge for a lot of companies initially especially in an emerging industry is is hey what do people actually need and and not just that what do people actually have a propensity to pay for and who are the customers
0: i think that's a great point i mean for any of our listeners out there who you know kind of think they're put off by starting a company i think that's a very inspirational advice that you started it on your own taken two years worth of hard work with no funding to get where you are. And also the fact that it doesn't take a large amount of fundraising in the beginning to be successful in this space. Like you said, you have to try what works, persevere at it, and then come out of the other side. Um, on a more positive note, Josh, what's something that makes you proud when you think of the journey in building the tie? Yeah, I mean it's
1: just it's it's the growth rate, right? I mean it's it's the fact that, you know. You know, I've worked and, and, you know, my, you know, I brought on a co-founder later and I had some other co-founders that were advisors, right? You know, I think it's the perseverance, right? It's the fact that we didn't give up on this Uh, and, you know, you know, we wanted to make sure that no matter what this worked and, you know, now we are making, you know, more money than almost any other data company in this space. And some of our competitors have raised $10 million and, you know, we're, we're generating more revenue than those companies, which is pretty cool. Um, and, and, and I think that's just a testament to working our ass off yeah. and, you know, basically we had everything to lose, right. You know, it's, uh, you know, you know, you know, I, I was like, I'm not gonna let this fail. Mm-hmm. I will make sure we find something that works. So I think for me, I mean, what makes me most proud is just the fact that, you know, myself, but also my team and the people that we hired, you know, stuck with me, uh, and believed in me, which I'm forever grateful for. Um, and, and the vision. And I think, I think that that, and also just the relationships that we've built. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, sure, our product is great. It's amazing. And I think it you know, is second to none in terms of the, the, the specific functionality that we solve for. But it's also the relationships that, that, that we've built. And what we've realized is that relationships matter more than anything else. And if, if people out there are listening and looking and, and thinking about finding jobs, the biggest piece of advice that I can give is build relationships. And the same thing goes with business. Right. The reason that we have deals, we have contracts, we have big clients, is our, our customers aren't customers. They're, they're friends mm-hmm. first, they're you know relationships first, and customers second. Uh, and that's how we've managed to build the business. And I think that's given us a huge edge where all of our, all of our customers are personal relationships. Uh, and they're people that we trust. They're people that are friends. They're people we'd go for drinks for, uh, we go for drinks with. Uh, and I think that's something that we're, we're proud of as well, where our, our customers are a lot more than just customers to us.
0: Fantastic, and it is something definitely to be proud of. I mean, I've been aware of you guys for a while and just the data, the quality of information that you guys put out is always spot on. It's always ahead of your competitors. And, you know, I'd, I'd highly recommend your platform to, to anyone out there who's interested in getting, you know, above average data that's available just on, you know, your regular crypto platforms. Um, we We mentioned work, Josh, and kind of working very hard in this industry. Um, the majority of our listener base is interested in, in, in getting work in, in, in this crypto industry. Um, this industry is like 24-7 and never stops. Um, do you want to tell us what a typical working day looks like for you? <laughs>
1: there is no there is no typical working day. I, 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 so I moved out from New York to California. And so my the hours that I started didn't change. So I'm up usually about 5.45 every day. Wow. We'll start about 6 a.m and i usually will work through about five or six sometimes later uh p.m every day um and uh yeah i I mean basically i wake up and i put out fires um so (laughs) i wake up to you know client emails client messages we have customers everywhere from hong kong to germany to new york to florida to texas to israel to you name it and so You know, it's it's kind of round the clock in terms of questions and inquiries from clients. But usually I'll wake up. The first thing I'll do is, you know, we have some employees that are overseas, you know, have a call with them. um, And then I'll, you know, immediately have to respond to a bunch of emails, be on calls until, you know, 2 p.m. almost every day uh, with prospective clients, existing clients, partners. And then finally, when it hits 2 p.m. Pacific time, which is 5 p.m. Eastern time, that's the time when I can actually get work done. Uh, and so that's finally when I kind of get a, the chance to, you know, chill uh, and work on, you know, you know, I, I'm still, you know, even though we're now up to, you know, 10 plus employees still doing a lot of grunt work. Um, and so, you know, that that's kind of the time of day where I have to myself where it's like, hey, I can actually, you know, build and, and kind of focus on broader, broader product strategy. But the rest of my day is really talking to my employees, clients, prospective clients, you know, thinking about how we how we you know, continue to build out the
0: business and make sure our customers are happy. I mean, it sounds like a very busy day, and I think that's one of the overriding themes we get. <clears throat> excuse me, when we speak to to people working in blockchain startups. Um, if you if you want an easy job, crypto is definitely not the place to, to to find work. Um, in terms of your team, so we mentioned it was you that started when you first launched a project, and you've now got a team of 13. We noticed you're also hiring on your website right now we'll leave the links for description for those jobs in the Yeah, our, our jobs on our website
1: aren't actually the active jobs. We do need to adjust those, but we are hiring. Um, so the yeah, I can kind of give some background and context on what we're hiring for if that's helpful.
0: Yeah, that would be great.
1: Um yeah, I mean the 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 biggest uh job that we're hiring for is is really a, a, another research analyst role. Um so Right now we have some research analysts on our team who do things like our newsletters. They'll provide some data to clients. We provide data to, you know, different things like, you know, Coinbase's prime brokerage newsletter or their institutional client newsletter every week. Right. So we have analysts that will basically try to make sense of our data uh, and put together reports for clients. We also put together a quarterly report in partnership with eToro every quarter. Uh, And so we're hiring additional, Uh, you know, additional resources that are going to, you know, help out from a, from a research point of view, but we'll also engage with some of our customers. Uh, So we, you know, in addition to being B2B, our our core product is only sold to enterprises. So we don't have any individual clients. Uh, We have a couple high net worth clients, but our, our, you know, our core SIG dev terminal product is really meant for enterprises. Uh, But we've partnered with a lot of other businesses in this space to basically create products for the individual everyday investor and some of those products have communities associated with them. So this analyst role will really be engaging with those communities. Um, we also are always on the lookout just for talent more broadly. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we're, we're a small tight knit team. Um, and so everybody, you know, even though there are job roles, everybody kind of does everything. Um, you know, we're also actively looking if there's, you know, ever any good data science fits. Um, yeah, but we're we're really open minded. We're just looking for good fits, you know, you know, you know, kind of you know good fits with our team and our culture. We we know we work really hard, but we are you know very laid back. You know, we are a finance company, but we're not like you know alpha macho. You know, Wall Street finance. We're a lot more you know tech oriented and 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 relaxed. So you know, we're looking for people that are are very entrepreneurial. You know, have it demonstrated you know, history of doing entrepreneurial things, whether that's starting, you know, selling candy out of your locker room when you're in middle school or, you know, doing something small in college. It doesn't need to be a big thing, but just the fact that, you know, showing that you're a self-starter to us is, you know, the most important skill across everything that we're hiring for And, and, and passion, right? You know, I'm not looking to hire somebody who is just looking for a job. Even if you went to Harvard and Yale and Oxford and you have the greatest resume ever, if you're not passionate about what you do, if you're not excited to wake up every day, if you're not entrepreneurial and you're not going to kind of, you know, do something on your own, you know, then, then it's probably not the right fit, right? We need people that are, you know, self-starters, that are motivated, that are very excited. Um, you know, we, we're, we're, we're growing so fast that we're not there to hold, you know, the hand of all of our employees. You know, it's really like, hey, this is kind of broadly what you need to do, but you can be very creative within that. And, and so we need people that, that kind of can fit that role.
0: Fantastic. I think that's great advice for anyone listening out there. You know, um, desire and passion in this industry is probably the most critical factor above anything else. I mean, obviously you need some relative experience in the role you're applying for, but the underlying thing is if you like to work in this industry and you're hardworking, I think most people can find the right fit. So yeah, if anyone our listeners are interested in applying for the research role, we'll leave the dis- link description in the links below. Um, please feel free to get in touch with josh um you josh, can, uh, sorry
1: careers at the tie.io just send your resume that's all you need to send
0: fantastic um just as we wrap up here josh just uh, the last question before we go it's been really interesting to hear about your platform where you guys have come from how the team has grown in terms of the blockchain industry itself like where do you see the biggest opportunities for growth over the next couple of years um i think uh, i guess a few
1: things um one is i think stable coins are very 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 interesting um i think for a few reasons one i think stable coins are extremely interesting for remittances um you know if you're a a foreign employee working in a different country right if you are for example a you know a a, you know a a a filipino you know working in in hong kong right and and you're a filipino helper domestic helper right and you're you're sending home fifty dollars each month you know, right now it's incredibly expensive um, and slow to send money back home. Globally, the average cost of a remittance at like a post office or bank is between about seven and eleven percent. So if you only have, you know, a hundred or two hundred or fifty dollars to send home every month, that's a huge piece of, of money um, that you're sending home and it's also very slow. Whereas I think stable coins are are very interesting in that, you know, it enables you to send money you know, uh, you know, to remit money very cheaply and very fast and also in a in an advanced economy, uh, you know, you know, collateralized asset. Right. So if you're sending money back to Pakistan where the annual inflation rate is 30 percent, if you're sending USD denominated stablecoin like USDT or USDC, you know, the person on the receiving end who doesn't necessarily need to use the money right away uh, can have a U.S. dollar denominated, you know, stablecoin, which I think is very interesting. I think that's very interesting because it creates a fiat on-ramp into crypto. So that's one thing. Second thing I'm very interested in CBDCs, which I think is very similar in nature, uh, in creating a, an on-ramp of, of fiat cash into the digital economy. Uh, and I guess the, the third thing, uh, or maybe two more things. The third is, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in seeing all this new institutional adoption. Um, you know, seeing, you know, Stanley, uh, Druckenmiller come out the other day and announced that he has a position in Bitcoin, um, I think is really interesting. And I think seeing more and more family offices starting to look towards crypto, even if it's just Bitcoin initially, I think is extremely exciting. Uh, and, and the last piece I'll go to is really, you know, what drove the 2017 bull market, right? Which is, which is mainstream retail adoption. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, especially if we look at the Twitter data. You know, we're 50 percent below the amount of tweets we had on cryptocurrency during the 2017 bull market. So even though Bitcoin is close to the price of where it was near an all time high, the number of people talking about Bitcoin now are, is significantly below, which to me means there's a huge opportunity. Right. We're still not at that retail euphoria phase again. And I think this time around, a lot of this growth has been you know, more natural and it's been built on the back of technology and new institutional investment in this space. I think once that combines with, you know, more retail euphoria, which I think will come once we get closer to all-time highs, you know, there's, you know, no telling how far this industry can go. And I think with companies like Square reporting 70, 80 percent of their, you know, income coming from from crypto, as well as, you know, companies like PayPal offering Bitcoin buying and selling and, you know, Libra will get released by Facebook at some point. You know, I think all of that is just going to create this uh, you know, kind of really exciting next wave for crypto that you know, you know, we're
0: glad we get to be a part of. I agree, and I think the next twelve months, especially, are going to be very exciting in this space. As you mentioned, more and more things are coming out. The sentiment is nowhere near as what it was in its peak a couple of years ago. So it's a very exciting time, and even more so to be a part of a, a blockchain startup in this space. It gives you a different perspective on how you look at the markets. Also, as your business grows. Your revenues increase as you get more and more customers. As you know, as we mentioned, as adoption grows. So yeah, I think for you guys, especially, it's a very exciting time. And you know, talking about the next twelve months, we'd love to have you back on the show within the next year to see how things have progressed and also how the markets changed as well.
1: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's good news. But yeah, I mean, look, we started we started this business December twenty seventeen, but really full time March twenty eighteen, and so you know, we've been through the depths of a bear market Mm -hmm. right and when everything feels like it's going to shit and you know when when you're you're almost ready to lose your faith in in crypto but i think the thing that's kept us kept us through this is just seeing all the intellectual capital that's in the space i mean it's absolutely tremendous even you know the people that have stayed through the bear market right and you know most people have most people haven't gone anywhere um it's just kind of a testament right i mean the reason that bitcoin succeeds is because of the community yeah. right at the end of the day the reason that bitcoin is 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 bigger market gap than anything else is because of the amount of people that believe in it and so the idea that it's both an inflation hedge but also an inflation hedge that has this in, you know unbelievable intellectual capital pull behind it uh is is incredibly exciting so you know likewise you know you know super excited to kind of see how this market shapes up the next you know next year
0: definitely before we go, Josh, in case anyone wants to get in touch, do you want to just drop your socials?
1: Yeah, you can. Uh, I don't really have any personal Twitter followers. Just follow us at the tie.io on uh, on Twitter. Um, we also have a awesome, awesome free newsletter, um, which really goes in depth about you know the market. It touched a lot on investor sentiment. Um, you can go to the tie.io, um, and we have. I got to figure out where to find it. Uh, I, I think I can, if you go to, if you go to about us and you go to blog, if you click on the most recent blog post on the bottom, there'll be a a link to subscribe to the newsletter. There's no ads, there's no marketing, there's nothing in it. It's just free, interesting, useful insights for the community. Um, so definitely recommend subscribing to that.
0: Fantastic. And you guys have a podcast as well.
1: We do have a podcast as well. Uh, it's called the fundamental value podcast. You can find it on Spotify or uh, or Apple, or I, I don't know where else. I think that maybe uh, you can also everything. find it on our website. Yeah. Uh, but our, our podcast is very, very focused on. We interview hedge fund managers uh, and exchanges mainly. And the entire idea behind the podcast is trying to figure out what are Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies fundamentals. Mm-hmm. How do we start to quantify that, and how do we action on crypto? So it's very focused on trading and
0: investing. There you have it, guys. I definitely check, recommend checking it out. It's a, a must listen. If you're interested about hearing the thoughts of people in this space who are looking at things from a different different perspective than your average retail guy on Twitter. Um, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really interesting to hear your insights. Um, we'll, we'll drop all the information in the links below, but is there anything you want to let us know in terms of new features or anything new coming on the platform before we go? No, no. And look, we're not,
1: you know, I hope nobody took this as a sales pitch. We're not trying to sell anything. Nobody has to reach out to us or anything. But, uh, you know, I appreciate what you what you're doing here and and growing the industry. And for anybody on the outside looking in, you know, if you're looking to get a job and you're considering, should I go into crypto or another industry? Out of any time ever, if you're going to go into crypto, this is the time to enter now, whether it's working for us or working for somebody else. And, And, you know, I'm very, very well connected in this space. So if people reach out to our you know, career section, and they may not be necessarily a good fit for us. That doesn't mean you're not a good fit for somebody else. Uh, And I'm happy to make referrals. But I know that you guys also have a tremendous amount and way more than I would have of job postings on your site. So I definitely check out from, from your end as well.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Josh.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Blockchain Enterprises podcast. We hope you can get inspired from Josh's story and his advice. If you wish to get more information, you can check out the links in the description below. Finally, if you're interested in learning more about how to generate revenue streams in the crypto space, finding work in blockchain, or becoming a sponsor of our podcast, then you can visit our website at www.blockchainenterprisespodcast.com.